Welcome. It's SV Pod for the last time in the state of Connecticut. All of you people that are like, oh, wait, you're doing that podcast where you do like seven and then you quit again? No, no, that's, that isn't it. That isn't it. We're, we're just doing that thing we do, if you're familiar through the years, where we get to July and we tap out for a bit. So that's all. But the next time we resurface, we will have been relocated down to the hometown, back in the DMV. Your boy Stanford Steve's already there. And I got to give the man credit because I am many things. Creature of habit is right there at the top of the list, man. I need my stuff the way I understand it. I need to be comfortable. I need people I'm comfortable with to just feel like I can function. And Stanford Steve, he's from here. He's the legend where he's from, man. Legendary. And he and his wife and his kids, man, with great enthusiasm and glee, they went south. He's moved. He's down there, man, already. My friends, they had a big dinner at this Italian joint they go to. They already like him more than me, which is easy. He's more likable than me. And he's there. And he's getting set up. And we will be following him next month. And the next time that uh, we're together, it'll be down there. But it's wild. It is really, really wild that the end of my time in Connecticut is basically arriving. Thursday night, we will do the last sports center that we do here in Connecticut. And I have a tendency to get super emotional and overwrought and make them bigger than they need to be. I remember when we did the last SVP in Rosillo, like Jay Billis called in and was basically like, what are you, are you dying? No, JB, <laughs> you're not even leaving the company, Van Pelt. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to turn this into some overwrought emotional thing. I, just, I, I don't think that's a character flaw. I mean, I'd rather be self-aware and recognize that I tend to think more and feel more than probably is beneficial, but so be it. But th this isn't sad. This isn't sad. What it is is a, re is a reality check for me that my whole life in Connecticut, I acted like I didn't live in Connecticut. And I didn't do myself any favors in that way, you know, because I was, I, I never let myself feel like this was my home. And it, and it was, it's the only home my kids have ever known. And so that's, that's on me that, that like I cost myself and I can't fix it because I'm going back home now, but this has been my home for a long time and ESPN will remain my home. And I'm grateful for them for allowing me to go back to where I grew up. And it's, it's going to be astounding for me to come back home in this way because 25 years ago I left and as we've covered <laughs> through the years your boy was not thriving when we packed up the old rider truck that I couldn't pay for that my buddy had to cover because uh, I didn't you know I was 30 cents away from a quarter at the time but when I left not even my mom all right not even my mom would have placed a futures bet on me she'll tell you she would have but you're lying, Mom. It's okay. It's okay. Scotty was not really on top of his game. It's a Mom, it's okay. You wouldn't have bet on me. Nobody would have. But here's the good thing. It worked out. And now I get to come home, a beautiful wife, three beautiful kids, and we got this show that ESPN was kind enough to give me a chance to do five years ago. And now I said to them, I want to go home. And they said, okay. And so in the middle of a global pandemic, we're going to pack up our stuff and we're going to head south. And the next time we do Sports Center after Thursday night, we'll be in D.C. And that is astounding to me.
The first thing you'll hear, if you're familiar with it, you'll go, wait, is that Trouble Funk? The answer to that will be yes. Shout out to Big Tony and Trouble Funk, legends of the go-go world. They have recorded a uh, a go-go theme of SportsCenter. And if you don't know what go-go music is, then you'll just say, oh, that's kind of a funky SportsCenter version. Yeah, you're right, it is. And those of you that know, you're like, wait, Trouble Funk did Van Pelt's music? Yep, they did. I sent a little, little snippet of it to Clinton Yates, who's a D.C. guy as well, who just couldn't get over the fact that that happened. Neither can I. Neither can I, Clinton. So that's where we will resurface in time. What is just profoundly f***ed up is the way that the time in Connecticut ended. I mean, you cannot invent a more insane last four months than we've just endured. This joyful process of us going in, watching games, and doing highlights and talking to the people from the games has been this trudge, this this slog through the muck. And no, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me. I keep saying this because, yes, I know people have lost their jobs, although a lot of people got their jobs back. Optimistic news on the unemployment front on Thursday. Hooray for that. Um, but we know that there's been far more dire things to deal with than Poor Van Pelt trying to do a sports center. I'm just telling you, for years we were stealing money doing it, and we've earned our money in these last four months just trying to make it up as you go. And it's been a fascinating thing to try to figure out how to do it. I was on the set March 11th, Rudy Gobert tests positive for coronavirus, and that was it. And 16 weeks of shows about sports with no sports later, we'll do our last sports center. And I... I want to commend every man and woman at our place that has busted their butt to try to give us a chance to do it. Look, and, and, and I'm grateful, sincerely, profoundly grateful for the people that, that, that watched. I think a lot of you turned to it just because it felt familiar. And if you did, thank you for keeping us company. I realize not everyone did, and I don't blame you. I don't know why you'd have watched a show about sports when there weren't any. Um, but, but, but a lot of folks did. And, and I think what they found was, was a, a strange, strange phenomenon where we were in a way more connected as human beings than we were before. And what I mean by that, and I talked to James Corden about it when he was on with us, just, just casual name dropping, you know, a little late night TV host fraternity slash sorority. You know, there's only a few of us, me, Corden. So I'm kidding. I'm on cable at midnight. I'm, I'm not comparing myself to a network bigwig like Corden, but we've, we have a common ground in that he talks to people for a living. We talk to people for a living. Him different than me, but the similarity is that where he had been talking to people face-to-face -face in the studio and we would have been talking to people via satellite, now all of a sudden you're talking to somebody on FaceTime. We're talking to Jack Nicholas in his kitchen with his wife Barbara Walking around in the back. Oh, hi, Scott. Hi, Barb. How are you? Talking to Marshawn Lynch in Hawaii in his car. Trying to get connected to Katie Ledecky. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. She probably called eight times. We're just laughing about this. And like she's one of the most dominant athletes that's ever been in her sport. And here she is apologizing to me about the Wi-Fi. And Jim Nance is on the phone trying to figure out where the picture is that's supposed to be over his shoulder and why there's a hole in the wall. Not a hole, but a place where the picture's supposed to be. 
I swear to God, we could have, we could do a 90-minute special on just trying to get the shots set up to do the interview. But then what happens as a result of that? Well, now you're having very human interactions with people. Talking to Ad-Rock at the Beastie Boys. High as f*** in his garage on 420. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was... I was so bummed. I was so ready to talk to him and Mike D. Like, I watched the doc. I've read the book a thousand times. I had stuff I was interested in. And then I, real, then I realized, oh, oh, Adam is really, really high. And you know what? It's 420. I get it. I get it. But it was, I mean, if, if nothing else, it was like very human. Very, very human. And I wonder if that's almost changed the way we're going to do this moving forward. Like, oh, well, we can't get so-and-so to a satellite we don't have a, we, he can't get to a studio. Who cares? Give me your number. We'll dial you up. It'll be a better interview because you're going to be sitting in your living room and you're going to be completely at ease. And the whole stuffy, formal, I do this to you, then you do this to me dance routine is out the window. We just talk. That's been, that's been interesting. Been something of a revelation. Um, it made it palatable because mostly that's what we did. We called people up and we talked and we tried to, Try to talk to people who are trying to figure stuff out. We're all, that's all we've been trying to do is just figure out what we're doing. God bless any of you who've had homeschooling of kids. My wife happened to teach. And so she was pretty well equipped to help with that. But those of you that are realizing the, the heroes that our teachers are, as you've been at home trying to work and trying to get your kid to pay attention, like, I mean, these last four months have been insane from the perspective of COVID-19. And then you add to that the gravity and the weight of the conversations after the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis and protests all around the country and, and what the seriousness of that. And so these, these 16 weeks have been no sports, people freaking out about what's gonna happen, this incredible death toll, then social justice, and what comes with that. And we've never in our life been at a place in time that felt like this. And this is what we have had to try to navigate for these final four months of our time doing the show here. So it's just been profoundly strange. And so as, as we come to the end of that time doing the show here, again, we're not done. We're just done doing it in Connecticut. Um, it's just such an odd end because we we set our schedule up specifically to do the, just what we've done. Do the finals, get to NBA free agency, do the first couple of days of that because as we know, the news typically doesn't hold much beyond that first couple of days. Sit with Woj on the set, break some news, and then we're off to the beach. Well, Woj is on for his three-year anniversary with us, came on to break news as an ESPN employee three years ago on the 1st of July. And we did it the other night about the NBA going into the bubble and if it's going to work. I mean, we're at the beginning of the month. They got to get to the end of the month. You got the MLS in there, got FC Dallas, a bunch of dudes show up. They're getting it in the bubble. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. I think, I think there's so many things we don't understand about this, but as these numbers spike and these cases explode more than 10,000 in Florida, I believe it was on Wednesday. I guess the positive news is that that means we test more. We find out more people have it. That's not great, but we find out it's not as fatal as we thought. Okay, well, that's good. At least it's not a death sentence for many people, 
but it is for many others. Like these are the things that we that we're that we're navigating, and I can't imagine like how sick and tired you are of hearing us talk about it, because it's probably what you talk about with your family and friends too, and maybe you're in the same spot where my family and I are right now. Because when we tap out, it's July, we go down to this little place called Bethany Beach. It's in Delaware. We've gone there as a family forever. And we're planning on going there in a couple weeks. But are we, what am I, nuts? <laughs> like, so we got, a, we got family in Wisconsin. We got family in North Carolina. We got family in Maryland. We got family in Virginia. We got us here up here in Connecticut. Oh, cool. Let's all get in the house together and just stir the pot. Like that seems like that seems like no, you can't do that. Well, we're gonna, at least that's that's what we're saying we're gonna do as of right now, and we'll wear masks. And I'm not gonna preach. I don't understand people that won't. I'm just saying I'm wearing masks, and up here in Connecticut we wear them everywhere. And you know what's happened? I'll be damned. It's it things have gone down. Huh? Crazy how that happened. Just I, I, I don't know. Wear a mask. It's just, I'm just, you know, spitballing over here. Your boy SVP just talking about wearing a mask. Maybe try that. See what happens. Um, we're going to go and we're going to go to the beach because on the one hand, it's, I think, just being totally honest here, I think we're all fatigued by having to not do what we've done for so long. And what we've done for so long is whatever we want. And now we can't do whatever we want, and we're not great at that. We struggle with that whole not being able to do the things we want to do when we want to do them. And so I wrestle with what we're supposed to do. But we punted on everything else for the summer. We're going to go down, and we're going to do this as a family. And we're going to, I guess, mostly we're just going to cross our fingers and hope. And we'll wear our masks. And I, again, I'll encourage you to do the same. You're not, you're not cashing in your man card. If you do, I promise. Doesn't mean you're less of a human. Doesn't mean that your rights as an American are being trampled if you wear a mask. Just, again, just thinking. Um, so that's that's where we are. I mean, we're, we're at the end of, you know, 20 years almost in a place that I didn't want to admit I lived. The only home my kids have ever known. And in a month's and change, the... the, the the movers are going to show up and they're going to pack all our stuff and we're going to we're going to transport our life and it's the place where I where I have arrived and it's surprising is that I'm the one that asked to go home and I'm excited about it and I'm I'm grateful sincerely grateful that we get to do that but because I get overwrought and because I think a lot and because I feel stuff and I don't apologize for that I'm glad that I do you know I'm looking around at a place that's been home for a long time. And I realized that my most significant personal and professional moments as a human have taken place here, you know? Met my wife, had our kids, got to do this show, um, got to meet people like Stanford Steve, uh, who, who show a, a rare loyalty, you know? The kind of loyalty that that leads a dude who's a legend where he's from to, to uproot himself from the only home he's ever known and kind of just say, hey, let's go. And in, a, and in an interesting way, he helped me. He helped me because this is his home and he's uprooting and going down there. So I'm the one that gets to go home. I, if he can do it, hell, I got to be able to do it. Uh, and we will. 
We will, and we'll do it with a, with a whole lot of joy, uh, but a whole lot of appreciation for the people uh, that I've worked with, and I'll still work with them. I just won't see them as often. You know, our paths won't cross. And um, and I guess that's what makes the the end of the the run of shows so such a bummer is that you know we've both we've basically been there by ourselves. You know, it's been a skeleton crew, and so even down to the folks you'd cross paths with in the cafeteria, like that basically isn't even open, you know? And so it's just been such an odd, odd and unusual end. But as we know, it's been an odd and unusual time for everyone in the world and, and in our country, obviously, right now, uh, even more so as so many other places around the world have sort of figured this out and we're really battling with it. But um, I guess as a way of uh, stopping myself from talking forever. Uh, I just I just want to say to the people that have kept us company and, and watched the, during these 16 weeks, thank you. Just thank you. You have no idea how close to the to the edge I felt like I was on a few occasions where I just like, I can't do it. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. I want to thank Travis, who's who's had to talk me off the ledge. I don't know how many times, and God bless you, because we're just we're just beginning to work together, and I'm at my wits end. And you got to kind of reach out, like, hey, maybe you want to do a podcast? Like, no, I don't want to do a podcast. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, no, I don't want to do. What do you mean? Do I want to? No, I don't. Leave me alone. All right, I'll be in by like five. I don't know how many times that happened. Like every time for the past, I don't know how many. My answer has been some profane version of no, I don't want to do a podcast. And then we did one. And it's been cathartic to talk. It's just talking for so many months about nothing has been uh, like, I feel like I'm a fairly decent communicator. But I mean, at some point you're just, let me tap. Nope. I'm out of gas in the front. Uh, maybe I got five bucks in the back pocket. Nope. As Rakim said, dig into my pocket, all my money spent. Dig deeper, still coming up with Lent. You know, that's that's about where I was. Out of money, out of out of ammo, um, and it's been uh, it's been a lot. But you kept his company. Um, and 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 you listened and you watched and um and I'm grateful you know I'm really really grateful and we'll continue to do this as we have for all these many years after the break we've taken as we have for so many years it'll just be from a different spot and we'll be down uh, in a place that has been home forever and uh, I look forward to making my home once again and maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have more to talk about. Uh, that's our hope. If nothing else, we know that if there isn't anything to talk about, 
that we can figure out a way to do it because we have since March 11th, you know? We at least have the ability to do it. Um, Travis may just tap out and say, look, I can't produce Van Pelt. Someone else send him the text to ask him if he can do the podcast. I just, I just don't want to text and duck anymore. Um, I can see you and you're laughing, but inside you're crying because I, I, I have, it has not been the easiest time to figure this all out. But I'll stop rambling now. Thank you. Uh, thanks to all my friends in Connecticut. Thanks to all the men and women who have helped on the Sports Center side throughout all the years, particularly over these last 16 weeks, to put me in a position to try to do my job. Um, you guys, you're the ones that work holidays and weekends. You're the guys that drive in during blizzards. Uh, you're the ones that that make the place what it is. And people from the outside, they can take shots. They can say anything they want. That's okay because they don't know what I know. They don't know about what you what you give. What, you, what you're willing to invest to try to do the job, and never more so than these last, uh, than these last few months. I'm proud to call you guys colleagues. We still are. Uh, you just won't have to see me in the cafeteria uh, or bouncing around campus anymore. I have to go now because I have to go clean out my office. Um, I've joked about it through the years. It's kind of like it was a running joke that it was this kind of dumping ground. We were going to do like a last night and go in and do like a skit like what's in Van Pelt's office, but we walked in there and it was like an episode of Hoarders. And it was so, so horrifying when I saw it that I just said to the camera, I said, stop filming. Because my brain immediately just went into shutdown mode. Like, I don't even know what to do with all this stuff. Like there were cookies on the desk called Maryland Gooey's that we got at the last British Open, hashtag Open Championship. That was 2015. These are five-year-old cookies that have been on the desk. I haven't been in my office since the show started. It was five years ago. I got a lot to go do. I got to go back some, box some stuff up. We got to pack up the trucks and head south. So we're going to do that. We'll see it. We'll see it at the beach. Wear your mask. Stay safe. And um, I'll see you guys on the other side. I have a little bit of time off. Everybody be good. Thanks for being out there.